It doesn't take any time. Yeah? If the solution is how I'm saying it, it's just a, a way of framing it. But this isn't about, I've got a solution to get you out of what you're in. That would be something I'd be selling you. Yeah? This is an invitation because you're the product. <laughs> I can't give you anything that you not already are. And the whole point is, you're not in what you're thinking you're in, and if you entertain that possibility, it may lead you to the fact that there's nowhere where you need to go because you're not where you think you are. Yeah? So, you won't be free from the bondage yourself. You'll realize there is no bondage yourself. Yeah? And to me, that's the experience of being free. The way we, we frame an ex of being free is, I got out of something and now I'm free from it. This is a new way of being free, a new freedom and a new happiness, which is you realize you have never were in it. Yeah? And therefore, that's why all the opportunities, all the possibilities, all the effort to get out of it has never worked. Because you weren't in it. That's why it failed. It has to fail you. All practices, in a sense, have to fail you. They have to leave you with the realization that you need do nothing. Because that's the solution, is doing nothing. You'll do actions will occur, but the sense of doing nothing. You're not trying to leave what you can't get out of, let's say, like this moment. People are trying to get into the moment based on the belief that can be out of a moment. I don't have that belief anymore, that I can be out of a moment, so I'm not trying to get into the moment, and that's the experience of being in the moment. Yeah, that's how it worked for me. That's how it worked in this noggin. That this is how it this is the calibration that got radically shifted in this head. That's been working now for years in a certain way. I'm not trying to get out of I'm not trying to get into what I can't be out of, and I'm not trying to get out of what I can't be in. It's really that simple. It's super clean. It takes absolutely no time to get out of an imaginary place. I don't need a map. I don't need to get gas. I don't need to go anywhere. Because I'm not in where I think I am. And it's the belief that you're in, which is the selfing, that's driving you to seek a way to get out. Which to me is a bigger form of being in. You're trying to get out of what you think you're in, which you're not in, is a form of being in it. Yeah? That's what I found out. That was a rude awakening. When that dawned on me, that all the activity that my head was doing to get out of this terrible place that thought it was in, was part of being in that terrible place. I was what was giving life to that imaginary place by my activities of trying to get out of it. I was, I was pumping life into it every freaking day. Yeah? I gotta get out of this. I gotta get out of this. I gotta get out of this. Seeking, working, doing this and doing that. So I made that in so real that I had to get out of it. You see? Reality? I gave it the reality. It's nothing here is real. It can only appear to, it can appear to be real to what is real, which is us. We're what's real. What's looking out of this head right now is the reality. It's not a thing, yeah? It's, a, it's a, a verb. It's not in form. You can't see it, you can't feel it, you can't taste it, you can't touch it, you can't smell it. But it's what's smelling, it's what's tasting, it's what's touching, it's what's hearing, and it's what's seeing, yeah? You can't recognize it as a thing from a thing. You realize you're not a thing, and then you'll start sensing no things, yeah? You'll be able to sense the spirit when you stop looking for it through a body. Yeah? When you stop applying the framing of what you think is so onto spirit. Yeah? That's why we keep missing it. We're looking for something when it's nothing. Yeah? It's like the fish probably never, 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 never even dawns on them. They're in water. They're seeing other fish and clams and sea seaweed. They have no fucking idea that they're in this huge context called ocean. Only until they get pulled out, and then they totally flip out. Totally flip out. They're flopping on the deck, and they couldn't wait to get back in. But while they're in it, they probably have no fucking idea what they're in. That's what we're like. We're like fish that don't know they're wet, and we're trying to get wet. Because we assume that we're dry. That's the reality we're assuming. And it's a lie. That's all. So we're just going the other way, questioning who is it that thinks this place is real? 
Yeah? It's me. Well, is that real? Yeah? Is that me real? Find out. Yeah? Who's going to find out for you? No one. You're going to do it, in a sense. Not by effort or activity, but by entertaining. So you hear a possibility like this, and if you like going on walks, go on walks. If you have a great job where you love your creativity, do that. And all the while, allow your mind to entertain the possibility you're not the thinker, maybe. You're not the feeler. You're not the seer. You're not the hearer. Yeah? That all that activity of called of call conscious contact happening in life has been claimed by this mental process called selfing, and it's crowned itself as God with the crown of me, separating it from all the other yous that I am. From your view, I'm a you, bro, and I'll never be different. Every time you're looking at this, what I call me, you see it as a you. That's you, that's Paul, right? As an object. Yeah. Why though? I can get eight hundred thousand people in this room, and they would all vote. It would be a unanimous decision. That's the you. But I go. I beg to different, differ with you. It's me. I'm a special, unique you, quite different than all of the other yous. No, you're fucking not. <laughs> you're not you. You're unique, but not different in a sense. <laughs> What? Oh, yes. You're not what's seen. Yeah. You're not the thinker of the thoughts. Why are you so beholden to the thoughts? The thoughts aren't that attractive, usually, unless they're about you. Yeah. That's what sucks you in. It's the thinker. It's the thought you don't know you're thinking already. Before you witness any other thoughts, there's been a thought put in place that you're the thinker of all the other thoughts. Yeah. That's the bonding mechanism. The selfing is bonding us to an idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That's what it's doing. Who knows why? Who cares? That's what it's doing. And whatever it's coming in contact with, thought system, it now claims to be the thinker of it. Now it uses the thoughts to facilitate what? The bonding to the idea of being a self. Feelings, it now becomes the feeler. It's using all the feelings now that happen to either insidiously or covertly or overtly bond you to the idea that you're the one who's feeling this. Yes? You're the one that this has happened to. Yes? Everything that occurs, it will claim that it's happening to you. So it will turn, and it's all seemingly, which means it's appearing to be true or false you, it turns life that's happening to being life that's happening to you. That's fucking unbelievable to me. That blows my mind. Yeah? Instead of seeing life is happening, which is a beautiful point of view, that will work for you. I swear to God. It's now, life's happening to me. And of course, what arises? Well, it shouldn't be happening to me like this. And why is all the good things happening to them? And so on and so forth. And now, the one claiming, what it does, it becomes like a Petri dish and tons of manifestations of self arise. Yes? Some that you notice, like fear, resentment, self-pity. Some you don't notice. Yeah? Tons of them. They can only arise after the claiming of life as being yours. They don't have a Petri dish to grow. Everything here would come and go. Your thoughts would come and go. Your feelings would come and go so much quicker than they seem to be now because they're not sucked into an orbit around you anymore. Yeah? I notice that the same thoughts that you're having are the same thoughts that happen in my head, especially without the brotherhood of alcoholism. Yeah? How can you get over the fact that you've gone to, let's say, so many meetings, and you've been, you have this feeling of being incredibly terminally unique when you came in, you know, this thick shell of no one thinks like I do, no one feels like I do, no one does the things that I've done. And then you hear people share at meetings, sometimes it's 50 people, sometimes it's 10, and they share what? They share their thoughts, their feelings and the reactions to life. And God, I don't know what conclusions you come up with. I only came up with two is, how did they get my thoughts, all these people? Where did they get mine? I've been living my life with thinking, these are so fucking personal. I'm the only one, there's only one me that can think these one thought. Yet all these people are having the same ones I seem to have. And the feelings are the same, and the reactions to life are the same. And when I went to India and I went to recovery meetings there, they had the same thoughts, the same feelings, and the same reactions. 
And it was obvious that they're not mine. Yeah? And they're not yours. There's a parasitical movement called selfing with a little bit of a, a jigger of alcoholism thrown in. And that has been running us like a parasite taking over a host. And the host is still talking from that ignorant position. It has no idea what it's calling itself has been produced by alcoholism. And that what it's calling its thoughts are alcoholic thoughts. And its feelings are alcoholic feelings. And its reactions to life are alcoholic reactions to life. And it's totally in the dark. It may be hyper-aware of other stuff, but it's totally in the dark about the basic premise their whole life is built on, which is off. Yeah. So let's say if there's something, if there's a small miscalibration, and you give it a lot of time, and you give it a lot of space to uh, activate through, what's going to happen? That small, minute little miscalculation is going to become unbelievably big here. That's what's happening with us, yeah? This thing has geometrically progressed, and now we're avalanched by manifestations of self in our life, and most of them we're calling ours. We don't even see that they're being generated from a, a thought system called selfing. We keep calling them ours, which is the epitome of being identified as self. You can't be more identified as self than that when something that's foreign is expressing itself through you, and while it's doing it, you keep claiming every one of his expressions is yours. I would say that's you're in the act of being identified as self right then, yeah? How else? I don't see it any other way. That's the diagnosis. And this diagnosis didn't come before the cure. It came after the cure. Something occurs and kept occurring, and then it pieced because I was in this this language of recovery, and in this tribe of recovery, it found ways in this tribe to express the inexpressible. I couldn't do it justice. You can't know the solution from the problem, but you definitely know the problem from the solution. You can only entertain the solution from the problem. You can't know it, because the problem is blocking that off. But when when you're in the solution, you'll realize the problem is imaginary. The highest level it can reach is seemingly so. It can only appear to be so. It cannot cross that line and be so. The only thing why it appears to be so is because what so is giving it that fucking meaning. You and I. Not who's so, what so. Like St. Francis says, what's looking is what we're looking for. At that point, if what's looking is unbeknownst to us, and we believe it's who's looking... That reality that we are is now being lent to everything we're fucking coming in contact with. So the thoughts are real, the feelings are real, this is real, that is real, time is real, bodies are real, and then everything that's not seen, heard, felt, and tasted is totally unreal. Yet it's the exact opposite. It's like, it's like a photograph where we think the negative is the positive. Yeah. And this is just a quick, just a simple... It's like a mistake that never happened. Changing the calibration where it seemed to go astray. Just seeing, hey, I'm not that. Yeah? Is the, is the relief point. And I found that this relief point keeps providing relief. From what? What you were taking yourself to be. What you were taking to be real. What you were doing, what you were da-da-da-da-da. It constantly gives relief to the the regurgitation of what's seemingly so all freaking day. Yeah. So seemingly, it's a great word. It's in, it's in recovery. They say, you know, we're a hundred men and women who have, uh, who have seemingly, who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. It's like this old BMW commercial I used to see when I was a kid. It used to blow my mind how, how slick they are. They had a real European male voice and he was talking about the new BMW and says, it's virtually self-tuning. But it's not self-tuning. It's virtually self-tuning. Oh, yeah, so when you drive around and you go into the virtual gas station, it's it's not self-tuning. So in a sense, what happens in our head is that things can be real, seem to be so real, because what's real thinks it's so. Not because of that, but because of the audience. The movie isn't so good, it's the audience that's giving it the meaning. Yeah? To me, this is incredibly empowering. 
AA just starts taking you from blaming someone in your circumstances and bringing it to A. What was your role in it? This is showing you what's the biggest role of all. From where does all the meaning give? Where is it all being given from? Yeah? And what's beyond what the, what's giving the meaning? What's the meaning of that? What's the meaning of that? I think the meaning of that, that's you. That's what I am. How can something seem, let's say a lot of people in recovery, when they come in, they have a, they know what was the worst thing that ever happened to them. They built a temple there, it's, they used, they've used it for excuses for bad marriages, not getting jobs. This was the worst thing that ever happened to me. After a year or two in recovery, their whole view changes and it was the, it's the best thing that ever happened to them. What was it? Was it the worst thing? And suddenly had a huge transformation of its worst thingness essence into the best thing? Or is it what we give the meaning to it? At one point in our life, it was the worst thing that happened to us. At another point in our life, we see it's the best thing. What's giving it the meaning? Are you allowing that to give you a meaning while you're giving it the meaning? I think that's fucking empowering. Yeah? And how much great relief has come in recovery when by doing the inventory and you do nine steps, you get out of the blame, you know? You stop blaming everyone and everything to be the reason why you seem to be screwed. And the more and more you allow it to come and more and more become responsible, the more freedom that's available. Yeah. So St. Francis says a beautiful statement, saves us tons of time. It says, what's looking is what you're looking for. It doesn't say who's looking is what you're looking for. It says what's looking What's looking is what you're looking for. You don't think that's going to have a seismic change in your experience here? If you entertain that? Instead of constantly being the you, the who, that's looking for every fucking thing, if you realize what's looking is what you're actually looking for, where is, where is that what's looking located? Anywhere other than you? Obviously, it's right where you are. <laughs> it's just that you don't have the right eyes or the right... You don't have the, vision, the eyes to see and the ears to hear. It doesn't mean you can't hear it or see it, but you don't have the eyes. So the eyes get corrected by this invitation. You give up the idea of being the who and having your whole life emphasizing the who and you start appreciating the what that's going on. Yeah. What the what? You, what are you looking for? Hmm? What are you looking for? Right now? Yeah. Nothing? Nothing right now. I'll probably look for my pajamas later, but I'm not looking for anything at the moment. That's the beautiful thing. Sometimes there's times to be looking for something. Other times... There's times not to be looking for anything. It's nice to be able to be appropriate when that's going on. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I'll tell you, it's exhausting to try to imagine yourself somewhere other than where you are. It's exhausting. It's taking up so much energy. It's taking up so much energy just not to... Acceptance seems to be such a giant thing. It's the easiest thing in the world. It's in this... Uh, Applied to this room, my acceptance would be: I don't, I don't want to have anyone who isn't here here, and I don't want to have anyone who's here not to be here. Yeah, I don't want to have fifteen chairs when there's only ten. I don't. Everything is fine. Not questioning the temperature. Everything is totally cool. Yeah. How much energy does it take to accept that? Nothing. The the energy is about I want someone who isn't here to be here, and it's frustrating because you don't have the power to bring them here. <laughs> Our dilemma is powerlessness. I don't want it to be this way, but it is this way. <laughs> you crown the wrong God. You crown this freaking you with the crown of me, and now it's playing God with the God juice that you are. <laughs> Let God or whatever that power, that's a great a power, power, a higher power of its own understanding. Don't fucking frame it with your understanding. They'll make it your parking spaces at meetings or a date or something, but let go. See how revelatory it is when you, when you stop, you suspend framing your idea of this power and you get into a point of I don't know and you find out what it's like. You'll be freaking happily amazed.
Yeah. It's sort of like, uh, it's funny. <laughs> it's sort of like your house is dirty and you call up, you call up a service and they come over and you're gonna tell them where they're clean and they go right to where the real dirt is. <laughs> That's what life happens. When you surrender, get up ready. Things you've been conveniently avoiding, you're gonna run into probably. Because if there's anything with blocking you off from love or something, it's going to come under review. Yeah? It's going to go right where the dirt is. You know, not the piles you think are to avoid the bigger pile. It'll go right to where the real dirt is, man. This is called, this is called surrender. Yeah? This is called, you realize you're on an operating table. Your job is not to take the role of the doctor and not to get up. And that's what life is. Yeah? It just tinkers with you, and then areas where you were still traveling a little heavy get lighter and lighter, and everything comes under review, and things, all your cards get reshuffled and dealt differently. It's incredible. Yeah. There's not a once, there's not a stale moment in it. Yeah. Talk about being moved, that's what it's like. Yeah. Being moved, being directed. Intuition comes back. You realize what blue is and what blue is. And you recognize red when it's red and green when it's green. Things become appropriate with no thought or effort on your part. Your mind has just changed, yeah? It's come out of this fixation with this idea of being a self and being free from that bondage, that interest and attention that was enslaving you to thoughts about what wasn't happening in the past or future is now enriching you like today. It's the same interest and attention. It's just been freed. It's in a different vehicle. Now, instead of being in a stagnant pond of what happened and what's going to happen, it's in a moving river called fucking life. Yeah? It's bubbling and it's interested and it's attentive. It's present. Because it doesn't entertain the possibility could it be anywhere else. Just like when you were a kid. When I was a kid, I wasn't wondering what I'd be playing next week because I had no idea of time yet. Yeah? I wasn't... I didn't need meditation or retreats or anything like that. This this was totally okay because this was all there was. It was the head started presenting these impossibilities. Oh, you don't have to be here. Um, you know, I think it's much more important the past and the future than now. We'll just use the now to think about the past and the future. Because if I'm thinking about the past, I'll be thinking about you there. And if I'm worrying about the future, I'll be worrying about you. And in that thinking about you in the past and future, I'll be remembered. I'll remember the self. Yeah? And when I'm in the remembrance of self, I'll forget what's looking. Yeah? And then the heist will be complete. That's what happens every day. Yeah? And the power that we have is we're the only reality there is. <laughs> says false evidence appearing real, an acronym for fear. How could false, it doesn't say false evidence re, being real. It can never be real. It can only appear to be real. Who does it appear to be real to? You. Yeah? It's not, usually it's not appearing to be real to anyone else. Only you. So in this individualized sense of reality, that reality is giving false evidence the reality for it to appear to be real. Yeah? Where else does it get reality? How could false evidence ever get close to being real? How could it have how could it run that charade unless it was getting the reality from the audience? Yeah? Where the reality? Like Jesus says, it's done according to your beliefs. Yeah. As you thinketh, so you are. All this stuff. He's trying to point out that what's going on, yeah. When he, when he heals, supposedly healed people, they'd start praising him. He said, hey, it's done according to your belief. Yeah, if you didn't have the belief, it wouldn't have fucking happened. But it's done according to your belief. You were open to the possibility, so healing occurred. Yeah? That's what it is. Imminent possibilities. Maybe they're not appearing because the doorman or the doorwoman isn't acquiescent to the possibility. It's so wholly, stubbornly convinced of what's so, it's missing the possibility of what's forever infinitely so. To manifest. Yeah. And you can only do it in time. You can only make it seem like it's separate. But it can seem really fucking real, can it? So I heard this message, you know. I was in recovery. I, had a, I thought I had a pretty good understanding of recovery. And I did. 
as a working mechanism. But this was like a major quantum leap to some other possibility. This, to me, illuminated AA. So, like, there is no path to illumination, but this will illuminate every path or any path you're on. This will be the illuminating quality. Right where you are, at all times, with no requirement necessary, you are that. That's why seeking for it doesn't fucking work. How can you find what you already are? You can only seemingly lose it by seeking for it, in a sense. Yeah? You can make it seem to be so that it's not where you are by looking everywhere else. Yeah? And what will happen with all those processes? They'll hope ultimately fail, and you'll be left with, I need do nothing. You'll be always left with what's always been so. And I'll tell you, it's right where we are. Yeah. So I like this ideas. Yeah, I was in AA, and then this just flooded me with downloads because AA has the problem down pretty well in a sense. I just don't believe they got the root of it, which is its identification as a self, not obsession with the self. Obsession with the self is what the mind does to stay identified as a self. It has to obsess with self because it's not a natural bonding, yeah? So it has to be constantly assuming and inferring and implying that there's a someone for that someone to seemingly be. What you are doesn't need any inference or assuming or implying because it is, yeah? You can hear it in a moment of silence. It'll be like an unspoken yes. You can hear it as an invitation. You'll hear it when everything else has failed. Who knows when it will trigger? But when it triggers, you'll always have the same information. It's always been this way. And in a sense, nothing ever really happened. <laughs> Not to affect that, I'll tell you that much. Everything can appear to be real in this... In this is Everything that's happening in the sky, if you were something that's happening in the sky, they would appear to be real too, Yeah? But to the sky, none of that which is appearing affects it at all. It's just the space for it all to occur in. Yeah? I would say that's what our minds are like. Infinite space. Yeah? That's manifesting through this little, this little facilitator and having an experience of undifferentiated light after it's been differentiated. <laughs> yeah. So now I see thousands and zillions of things, but the same what's looking is the same what's looking. That's being seen. Yeah? I think it's good news. <laughs> I do. I mean, I've been entertaining it for years, and uh, entertaining for me is like if you were looking out a window, and what the window is is just space, right? When it's out there, and then something goes by, and then you see it, yeah. And then when it goes, that's it. And then something else appears, sees it, and is contact. But what never goes is the space that you're looking into, yeah. Tons of things appear in it, but the space is always the same. Yeah? The context, it's sort of like in this room, after a while you almost see the space of the room. You can sense it like a presence, but the sense can get so strong that you almost see it. It's almost palpable. Yeah? You see what can't be seen. What an incredible ally to have. Yeah? <laughs> it has a very nice leavening effect on all your extreme meanings you want to give things, like, this is another earth-shattering event. No, I know some people call me, a, you know, a couple times a week with an earth-shattering event, but the earth never shatters, you know? Or they call me, a, oh, I know, I know, but this is the one. This is the one problem. But what about the one problem you had three months ago? <laughs> it's always the one. The one is always the one when it's the one, you know? It's all, this is it. It's always, this is it. And then somehow or another we manage to get through it. And then the new this is it occurs. Yeah? And the new this is it. And after a while it's like a boy cried wolf. You don't react anymore. You're not fooled by it anymore. And then you're sitting in the presence and you're abiding in this incredible space that's always available at all times that has the greatest reassurance quality of all. The most secure place to rest your fucking head. Not in a thing, not in a situation, not in a circumstance, but the context of all things and circumstances and situations. Yeah. 
So in recovery, if you want to read it, page 64, this to me had a huge impact when this started downloading. It says, this, we do an inventory process in recovery where you look at fears and resentments and harming other people in the pursuit of sex. Yeah, you do an inventory to see your role in things. instead of Because everyone in a bar tonight does the first two columns or four-column inventory. They know who they're mad at and why, <laughs> but it's not producing much relief. You know what I mean? So we take it back farther and see your role in it, and then the possibility of getting relief from the situations and things occur. Yeah? So it says a very clear thing. It says, being convinced, so after, preceding this, they talk about selfing quite a lot and how it's a failed system and the whole solution is to rely on something greater than it. Yeah? That's the only way we're going to be able to navigate a life in sobriety, basically, is in surrendering to this higher power. And says, okay, all right, now being clear about all this stuff we've talked about, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty that self manifested in all these different ways is what has defeated us. So it's a really clear statement. Self, yeah? Now this is how it's difficult. Defeats us. So it separates the two. What I'm saying, the root of the problem is you're identified as this. That's the true defeat. So, but here, self is defeated of us and how it facilitated that defeat, it manifested in a lot of ways. Like fear, resentments, acting out, doing this, doing that, addictions, all those things. All right? Being convinced of that fear of that self manifested in all these various ways of life defeated us, we'll now look at its, meaning self's common manifestations, and the first inventory we do is on resentment, yeah? which means to reheal something. So in other words, something happens, and I think there's a slight going on, but it might go right into this past aspect, and I remember a slight that happened in the past, that this just tickles again. So I re-feel something. I'm saying you never actually felt that thing anyway, but you re-feel it. Yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, it's in that library, and it was a feeling that you went through, but there was never you that was feeling it. Yeah? So that resentment. So if you follow the logic, it says self manifests in various ways what has defeated us. We're looking at its common manifestations, and then the next paragraph is resentment. Then when you talk with people and they, you talk about resentment, they go, my resentment. My fears, my harming people. You don't see that as being identified as with self and its expressions. It's just clearly described that it's defeated us with these manifestations, and one of the biggest ones is resentment. Yet we don't take that and go back to it's an expression of self. It's not your expression. They're not yours. Yeah. They're not your fears. Right there is the root of the dilemma. This this foreign installment is expressing through this life, and our little voice box keeps claiming all of those expressions as our own. And now we're bonded to the idea of being the one who has the resentments, the one who has the fear, the wa-da-da-da-da-da-da. And we want fucking relief, and we'll do almost anything to get it, don't we? Except for recovery. <laughs> we'll get loaded and do this and that. We won't do 12 simple steps, but we'll do everything else to get relief from that, yeah? What would happen if you saw fear as an expression of self, and you stopped calling it your fear? I bet you you'd dance with fear a lot differently than you ever have before. I bet you that the fear that seems so overpowering wouldn't have the power to overpower you at all anymore because it was your power that was given to it to overpower you, yeah? Through the mind, through your act of being identified. I've seen it. This is how it played out. My head changed, and in the changing, I got to see the problem from the solution. And this is how it does it, yeah? And take it or leave it. It's an invitation, but this is how I saw it, yeah? As clear as day. And I keep seeing it. When I go to recovery meetings, I keep hearing it. Constantly. Constantly. Yeah. There is a solution. And the solution is, there isn't a real problem. If it was, if it was a hopeless state of mind and body we'd be in, then the logic of, fuck it, just getting loaded would have been the perfect logic. 
If it was a hopeless state of mind and body, that means no way was it ever going to get better. It sounded really a damn good idea. I'm going to keep getting loaded until I pass away or go to jail or go to the next institution. It made sense, didn't it? But it says seemingly hopeless. It isn't truly hopeless. It can only seem to be to you. Yeah? That's the out. The out is the thing that you want to get out of isn't real. It's an imaginary place. Therefore, you don't have to go anywhere to get out of it. You've just got to realize you're not in it. Yeah? Once you realize you're not in it, that's being out of it. It takes no time. The mind just goes off. Yeah? As soon as I saw or heard that this was a foreign installment, yeah, the next thing my mind could do is, hey, I can be free of it. Yeah? Before, all I could think of the freedom was to be freedom free as that, which is through therapy, through this, through that, through effort, 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 trying to be free as that. It never worked. But when I saw it as a foreign installment, I had to think I could be free from it, and that's worked. Yeah? Not as it, or by it, or for it, but from it. That's what works. Yeah? And every time the head tries to create a story about how fucked up I am and what I'm in, I remember because the living solution is a living solution. I don't have to get anywhere, go anywhere to get it. It's right where I'm sitting, right now. When the mind wants to spin its little story about what's so, which it isn't, I see it as not being true. Yeah? What more do I need to do at that point? What more do I need to do to deal with what's not happening than to see it's not happening? Yeah? If I see it not happening, if I try to do anything about it, that would be giving it relevance, wouldn't it? I would be giving a reality to it. And you are giving reality to things. Yeah? But if it's, if it's true, if I get it's not happening, that's, there's nothing more I need to do. Where am I? Exactly where I've been. What's available? Everything. Where's my interest and attention? Right here. Yeah? I don't have to call from the past and the future. It doesn't fucking go with those hounds of thoughts anymore. It doesn't give a shit because it's not the topic of conversation. I'm not that which my mind thinks about. It's me. I'm not. Yeah? I don't know what I am and I don't need to know what I am. All I need to know is what I'm not. And I'm not this object that's an f- action figure that was in time and is going to be in time. Yeah? And so therefore I think about myself and my head remembers me now and I think about myself in the future and it uses that to remember me now. Yeah? But what you are doesn't need to be remembered because it is. It's living now. What isn't has to be remembered to seem to be so. What isn't has to be remembered to seem to be so. Because the fact is it isn't. Yeah? What is doesn't need to be remembered. That's why it's in, in, in St. Francis and in Z, this uh, old Zen master that said, to study Buddhism is to study the self, and to study the self is to forget the self. It's not saying, remember your true nature. It says, forget the self. St. Francis says, it's in self-forgetting that you're reborn or something like that. Yeah, It's not talking about, you have to remember the ultimate truth. Who would be remembering the ultimate truth? What isn't so? So you question, you forget about what isn't so, and what becomes obvious? What's so? What's truly so? Yeah? (laughs) It's so beautiful. It takes no time. As that, you're going to be looking for something other than that forever. But you're going to be looking for everything as that. I'm not that. The looking is... I'm looking for a place to surf or eat. I'm not looking for the meaning of life or anything like that. (laughs) I'm not looking for a method to get into the moment. (laughs) That's insane to me. Yeah? (laughs) I'm not trying to get out of self. (laughs) That was the huge... That was one of the biggest rip-offs I've ever lived under. This incredible drive to get out of what I can't be in. Fucking insane. Every time I shot coke... Uh, and all I could do is I just wanted to speed up that imaginary uh, journey, so I ended up shooting into my neck. It was too, it took too long to get through my arm and my heart and my brain. I wanted it right here to go immediately, so fast, and it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> you can't get out of what you're not in. You can't do it. 
<laughs> this is the most relaxing bit of news. Because in a sense, there's nothing to do. You're doing so much already. Fuck, you know. How much stuff, how much something have you acquired? Tons of something. What does it end up being? Nothing. Why not start at nothing? What's totally being stepped over every moment we're in the pursuit of getting better is what's, is is the source of better. It gets more and more obvious over the years. It's just fucking unbelievable. It's a huge heist. It's unbelievable. And it brings you into a... It brings... In this experience in time, we're in slavery. Our mind is enslaved to an idea that we're something that we're not. We're enslaved to it. Yeah? I mean, how can, how can you not see an insane system would be a system that puts more value on the past and the future and no value on the only thing that's going on? I would think that's fucking crazy, yeah? I'm here, yet this here is used to be preoccupied with there and then. That's mine, just blows my mind. Yeah? I'm here, and yet the mental process doesn't value this at all. It uses this and this is the only place anything can happen, to think about the past and the future and obsess over it all fucking day. Yeah? Like we were at a meeting Saturday and I said, the only thing that can ruin this Saturday is Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> That's the only thing that can do it. No one's pulling it. We're in fucking, I live in Marin County. It's like, it's like living on the cream of the, of the cream. You know, it's like fucking... It's like a homogenized bubble. Even the insects are like on Prozac. <laughs> nothing bites you. Nothing bothers you there. And yet, people are just flipping out over their fourth house that they're thinking of buying. No. The mind is just looking to chew on these imaginary bones to keep itself preoccupied. For, to God forbid, wake up to the fact of what's happening. Yeah. I'm excited tonight, yes. Feisty. <laughs> Good. This would be good if I was at the old dry dock. We'd have some nice fucking energetic battles going on. <laughs> First I cut my head off, then yours. <laughs> what about the bondage itself? <laughs> That's what I was speaking of. The bondage, all right. It's simple, see? The, the terminology is beautiful because let's say here I'm sitting in this chair and somebody handcuffs me to the chair, right? That would be called bondage to the chair, right? Because if there's a I'm a thing and this is a thing and something has to bond me to the chair. It doesn't say bondage to the self. It says bondage of the self. Bondage of the self is like this: you're taking yourself to be the chair. You're not handcuffed. You're just assuming this is you. So you're walking around all day with this and trying to fit this into your life. It's fucking doesn't go well, doesn't it doesn't <laughs> And the fact is the solution is is the otherness. Because there's nothing that's bonding you to it. Yeah? It's sort of like if I had a big tumor in my side and I thought it was me, and what happened is I'd have to adapt my life to around it, so I'd have to get all my shirts tailored, so there would be a big hole, so I could, and then I could use it as an armrest and all this stuff. And someone would finally say, "Paul, you can have that removed." But now I'm quite invested. I got all these fucking expensive shirts tailored for this fucking thing. I got jackets that have a big opening there. You know, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to consider that. I can get rid of it. I don't want... And then you may like the message, but when you go over your books and you go, well, all those shirts and everything, I'm sort of identified with this fucking thing. You're going to hate the person who brought the information to you because you don't want to let go of it. That's what it's like. When you're pointing out to the ch- people, hey, you got a chair fixed to your ass and it's not even glued. It's just being held there by your own effort. And they go, they love it. But after they go home and think about it two or three days, i got to leave town usually. Because they get really fucking upset. They want to want to be free. They don't want to be free. No fucking way. They want to be free as the chair. They want to take the chair with them. And it's not going to go. It's like we used to have an old story uh, called The Door to Heaven. You remember that one? So there's a door to heaven. And I'm, uh, 
what happens is uh, I've heard about it and I want to go see if I can get in. So I I feel I'm pretty good. I'm a good person. Don't cheat, cheat or steal much. You know, a little bit here and there. So I go up and I knock on the door and immediately the door opens and this always throws me off and there's God, you know. How did he know I was knocking? He's right there. And I go, can I come in? And God looks right at me and goes, Paul can't come in. So I get a little bummed out and I walk away dejectedly and I think, all right, well, I'm going to really practice. Meditate, patchouli oil and go tantra and do all this stuff, and all right, now I now I feel I deserve to be in heaven, so I go back, and I'll, again, the door immediately opens. I'm like, that's very uncanny, you know? And he go, I go, hey, can I come in? I'm ready, you know? I'm almost pushing my wind. He says, Paul can't come in. And I get really fucking pissed off. I throw off my robes, and I go out partying. I get all fucked up. And I get washed up near this door again, and I have a, when something happens, my mind shifts, and I knock on this door. God answers it, and I say, can I come in? And he goes, Paul can't come in. And I walk right by. I go right in. See, he was never saying, I can't come in. He was just making, he was just stating a fact. A Paul, a Steve, a Mary, a Sue can't come in. Any identification with what you're not cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah? As soon as I had the realization I wasn't that, I walked right in. It didn't take any fucking time. No resume. He didn't check any of my papers. It was a free and open invitation to walk in. I was the one who was keeping myself out. He wasn't saying, I can't come in. He was just stating a fact. Paul, the construction of you as his actual figure cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. That's what it's like in a lot of ways. You're on your own hook. There's a big hook in the back of your head holding you where you're at. It's not a hook from God or the devil or anything like that, your mind really truly believes that you're separate and it wants to be right about that and it, it wants to be special and wants to be unique and it, it refuses to believe that it doesn't have anything to do with its own salvation, really. It feels like I've got to do something to deserve this and the fact is you don't. If you're, if you're willing to entertain the possibility, the possibility will flourish in you. That's simple. It's not personal at all. I've seen it. You know? We're the ones that keep it. You know that you have that little rock solid thing in your gut or something that you did that you really feel like you did and you're guilty for it. Every one of us in this room, I, I would, I would, uh, I would imagine have been convicted in that mental court already. We've all been convicted. We've all been sentenced. We've gone through our little uh, appeals. Yeah, or maybe we're hoping for probation. But we're all living out of sentence in a lot of ways. And you're never going to find relief in those mental courts. You're never going to get relief. It's got to be brought into the court of light. Yeah, The court of no thingness. The court of no, uh, no differences. The court of undifferentiated light. There, nothing ever really happened. Yeah? There, you are freed. There, you are forgiven. Before you need to be forgiven. That's the only place I found it. I did certain things in my life I thought I did that I was never going to let myself off the hook. You know, things that concerning my own, own mother. And, uh, you know, I told myself a story for years while I was out there using, waiting for the settlement because I got run over by a car while I was using, that I was going to give my mother some money, yeah? And it used to make me feel a little bit better by my behavior that I was going to do this altruistic thing. I wasn't doing it, but I was going to do it, you know what I mean? And then the day came, I had to get a lot of money back in New York, and I flew there, and as soon as I got the money, I bought a half a pound of Coke, and I was driven out to this driven out to this resort area called the Hamptons in Long Island. And on the way there, I had to drive right down, right by my hometown where my mother was, and I didn't stop and never gave her any money. And I spent all that money on drugs and alcohol. And uh, I was never going to get uh, forgiven for that in the court, in the mental courts. No, no fucking way. And that was just one of, of thousands of ones I've been convicted on. (laughs) 
ask for people's forgiveness, and they usually readily give it, but you don't get your own too easily. <laughs> because you feel like you should have been better. You feel like you knew better. And all this other stuff that you claim to be you. You know, if you take yourself to be this, I would gather your life's going to be like an urban renewal project. It's never going to be over. You're always going to find fault in you and look to how to make yourself better or you're not enough. And it's ad nauseum obsession with self. It's a fucking obsession. Nauseum. Yeah? Once I saw I wasn't this, this could be let alone, freed, relieved of all the guilt and shame of my personal doership and fucking thrive. I'm getting healthier now than I ever was as I get older. I actually grown an inch, which is amazing, really. I was 6'1 most of my adult life. I went to the hospital. I'm 6'2 now. Hell, <laughs> what happened? Maybe some coiledness opened up. Who fucking knows in the body? But my body's having a fucking field day in life now compared to the fucking slavery was under before. Yeah? So everything benefits. You and not you. <laughs> well, you doesn't have to be benefited. It's the beneficiary of everything else. Yeah. So that's it for tonight. Any questions? You can always sit quietly. It doesn't matter. Because what you are is what you are. Yeah? You know, if you feel better sitting quietly, great. If you don't, it doesn't change a damn thing. You are that. So you talked about releasing the bond itself for now, 45 minutes. And yes. I was trying to get as hard as I could. That was my first step. It's a difficult one. You just, if you need any support and you're interested, go to zenbitchslap.com. Yeah, I've been there. There's tons of talks there. And, uh, and to me, repetition is helpful. One time it'll just maybe aha, or you'll get an unspoken yes, and once the seed gets gone into a little bit of the mental soil, it'll start growing. Well, yeah, I think your suggestion to me as I go home tonight, what what should I think about? Nothing. Go to sleep. <laughs> I mean, from what you from what you're don't think about it. Don't let it get in there. You're going to think about it no matter what, but you're not the thinker of it. But just leave it alone. You know, it sounds like you should want to start becoming a master landscaper or a gardener. It has the ability to grow on its own, yeah. Almost like I feel like your feelings come and feelings go and you just don't get attached to it. That's kind of what you're saying. Well, the thing is, try not getting attached to it. It's not very hard, but if you're not that you... Feelings go, don't get attached to them, don't get the negative feelings. No, just, just, why don't you hold it at the first statement. Feelings come and feelings go. Don't, don't do anything else there. Just stay with that. Okay. Just start seeing the nature of what's happening here. And analyze. Feelings. Don't analyze it. Just, just it's observe. already been analyzed. It just says feelings come and feelings go. Just observe. Yeah. Entertain. So when I heard feelings come and feelings go, after a while my mind expanded and I started seeing a lot of things come and go. Yeah? Even this. Even though I've, I've got a longer time frame for this, some bugs, you know, they get up, they come into existence at 9, and they got to hurry up to have sex because they're dead by 11 a.m., two hours. Yeah? So you can see that and go, wow, that thing came and went really fast. But we're framing it with our thinking we're really here, but we've come and we've gone too as this physicality. Yeah? Everything, it's all different degrees, but everything that's appearing comes and goes. <laughs> I've been doing fear and resentment and towards every night. That seems to help just to do a fear and what I'm afraid of yeah. every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one to do. Yeah. Just write them all down. Just all the fears. Do whatever you need to do to take care of this precious little fragile possibility, and then it will invigorate itself after a while. I'm just trying to take care of myself. And yeah. That's what I'm here. Yeah, no. But nothing's, nothing bad's going to happen here. So it's a very nice space. Yes? Yeah. And. Possibilities be flying around. See which one grabs you or not. You want to ask the name too? Yeah. I, go ahead. Oh, um, I just I want to thank you for your share. We were running a little late, um, but yeah, you hit on a lot of really important points. Um, and I think that the first thing that really came to me
always that self-urgency and like that lonely kind of echo or like that there's that lonely space that where you where you wanna fit something in there that you're trying to look for when all you really need to do is be looking, you know, being in the now. So, but yeah, you said a lot of really um, like uh, the identification as a self, as self, as opposed to like the obsess, the obsession of self. You know? Oh yeah, like, yeah. It, it, that that kind of hit home for me because and the juxtapose of like the different ideas of how you kind of um, intertwine the relationship with AA and how you're, you know, it it was a really good sharing. Hit home as well. Great. Hey, when you have that, uh, you know, that urge to fill what you think is a hole, it's like they used to talk about, uh, you have that God hole, you know, and we've been busy filling it, you know, with drugs and everything like that. If you don't do anything, something comes out. <laughs> it's a portal, not a hole. <laughs> There's a big, infinite, the other side <laughs> that likes to come out. We're busy doing drugs and spiritual practices trying to fill it. If you just leave it be, which is hard at times, but if you can just abstain a little bit, you know, let it, let's see what comes out of it, you know. Yeah, leave it be. Hmm? Leave, leave it be. In other words, instead of knowing, find out, yeah? Find out is a cool form of knowledge, much more uh, convincing than knowing. So, of course, what opens you up to finding out is I don't know. You know, this is a very high form of mind in Zen, is I don't know. So then I don't know, like, I don't know what the higher power is, if you want to use that terminology. So I want to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm surrendered to a higher power of its own understanding, therefore it's going to reveal itself to me. Not have to reveal itself through my framing, but it's got an infinite, infinite palette now, and I can see it painting where I would have never thought any of its colors would be. Yeah? Yeah, that's what it's like. So, this idea of finding out, it just keeps everything very, very fresh, yeah? And it's never going to be like the package idea you had of it, yeah? Because everything, as soon as we know something, we've neutered it in a way. It can't really demonstrate, it can't, the one invitation that's available can't be delivered because we've neutered it, we made it into something, yeah? Yeah. I saw that a lot. It's the fear of mind. It always wants to know. Like in the beginning, in, in, in Hinduism, they talk about when the mind starts becoming uh, structured, it starts giving name and form to everything. Yeah? It makes sense of everything. And of course, the biggest name is Paul, and the form is his body. So mind is given name and form to everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that way, it keeps itself from having a direct impact with its own nature, which is not of body, yes? <laughs> and not, not of name and not of form, it's the nameless, no body indescribable. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, there's a couple things that, um, that I saw into, like, this, I wrote the self needs it to keep the self focused on itself. Yeah. And I really like that what you said about just whether it be trying to understand or feel I know, but I like I like the metaphor. You know I like the picture. Because once you walk through that door, there's probably another one on the other side that you're thinking you gotta get through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it has its limitations. The, of perception, you know, it's the thing I with that is the idea of the it is the self trying to get out of self by studying the self. <laughs> so it says in recovery, self knowledge avails us nothing. Yeah. So any knowledge claimed by the self, you know what? Yes, exactly. You're the frame. In other words, you're the reference point to the idea of being a self. Everything is being referred to you, and so the you gives it a bigger meaning than it could ever be, ever, can ever bring to us. The you gives it a meaning, yeah? It's because everything God has referred to us, so people think it's a thing, because we're a thing. It thinks that God is doing everything, because we're doing, yeah? It can't, it doesn't, everything is gets 
referred back to the same frame, which is the failed system of thought and interpretation. Yeah? How are you going to get a solution out of the problem? <laughs> it's not going to happen. You'll get tons of them. You'll get tons of solutions, but they'll all be inherently defined by the problem. <laughs> what problem? <laughs> exactly. That's it. What problem? There isn't a problem. That's the solution. If that's the truth, then there isn't even a need for a solution. It's only a seeming need when you think the problem's real. When it dawns on you, you the solution gets thrown out too. You don't need it. You are it. Yeah. As soon as, while you're in the problem, you need a solution. <laughs> if, if the solution dawns on you, the solution informs you there is no problem. Obviously, without a problem, what need is there for a solution? Bing! The solution's expiration date is as soon as time is seen through timelessness. <laughs> then it expires. <laughs> it only appears in time to be a solution. As soon as the, re- the solution appears, it's timeless, and boom, it pops. Yeah? Yeah. So that's it. Yes, everyone's filled. <laughs>